Hi everyone, I'm Summer. I'm Carrie. And this is Popsia Podcast. I'm nervous. <laughs> oh, don't be nervous, be fine. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> oh my god! What the hell just happened? <laughs> what the hell? What is happening? <laughs> um, make sure you come back. We're gonna do this bi-weekly. So make sure you come back to talk to, to us more about you know, sex, drugs, and self-improvement. Well, I am in my van today. I'm sorry. I literally just parked at my house. Uh, so I apologize that you have to look at the ugly van. But um, this is my life and I overscheduled, which I think fits in pretty well with what we were going to talk about, which is... <laughs> taking care of ourselves and prioritizing rest yeah because i don't know if you carrie you were (laughs) you're in that uh conversation i I don't know if you could tell i got a little annoyed the the conversation about it started with a question of do you ever want to take a break from adulting yeah and i'm like what do you mean like a vacation like take a break like what do you mean yeah, I I had to restrain myself from saying that you can't do that. Like, right? Like you have to take. I but I feel like it, that thought though is common anymore. Like people refer to adulting as all the negative things about being a responsible adult. But all the good things adulting too, because right, like. <laughs> Right. All of those good things are are also adulting. And part of being a responsible adult is taking time to rest and and taking care of yourself because you can't take care of everybody else if you don't rest too. I was having this conversation with somebody who's the parent of a child who has developed a degenerative condition that they still haven't pinpointed just yet but um you know I was encouraging her to you know in addition to the child going to therapy like you know maybe you should sit down and talk to them too and you know help process some of your emotions because that's a lot you know caretaker burnout is a thing you know and um and also you know take time to rest like you can't meet their needs if you go you know pass out from exhaustion like you literally can't and they and what she told me was i don't see much point in taking care of myself when i see you know when my child is disappearing in front of me and i'm like well like you literally can't take care of them if you don't you you're not offering them like the best quality of care that you could be and it really sucks to say but like as a caretaker as a person in a caretaker role like what are you gonna do when you don't have somebody to caretake for then you're just left with now the bad emotions and negative experiences and all of that without any coping skills or anybody to talk to really because they don't understand like what's going on. You better to like already and them understand like what's happening 
and went yeah. out that way. Like, and honestly, I find it helpful just to have an objective person to, because when you're taking, when you're a parent and or take a caretaker, <laughs> you know, there's a lot of decisions, a lot of very important decisions that have to be made. And it's hard like, to separate yourself emotionally to make the best decisions you can. And having somebody that can help you walk you through that, help can help you in that decision-making process. And that can help you, you know, not, because sometimes you're choosing or at least that's what it feels like right now with me, with my daughter, is it feels like trying to choose the least worst of all the bad options. And so having that objective third party to kind of help you with that seems to help me to not second guess myself as much. Yeah, that makes sense. And I think there's a lot to be said for that because you're already dealing with a high level of stress, you don't need the the extra on top of that. And uh, the therapist I met with the other day, um, she's very direct, which I respond best to. I don't, I don't like the dancing around uh, stuff. And so she just directly asked me, like, so how are you going to process this? You know, are you going to, you know, blame yourself and be upset by this? Are you going to find a silver lining? I'm like, well, I'm somewhere in between right now. That's where I'm at. And she's like, good, that's where I want you. But because neither extreme is helpful. Yeah. There's like a clipping when you talk. Like, it sounds like the phone has, like, something rustling under it. I bet it's my earring. Oh. Does that fix it? Yes. <laughs> Sorry. No, I put, it's the bone earrings. They're heavy, and so they clip. Sorry. I had a... I just came from a photo shoot, and I was wearing these for that. You're fine. I, I don't know what that is, but it's not... I forgot because I have worn these before when we recorded mm -hmm. and it drove me nuts as I was um, as I was watching and listening to edit. I was like, fuck, you can hear my earring constantly against the mic. <laughs> and then I forgot. So. No I earrings today. Naked, naked ears now. I have my ghost face bloody earring. Nice. <laughs> Very I'm cute. What, what are the? Is that your self care for today? <laughs> Hanging out with my roommate and going to Craig's to look at crystals in their new part of the shop. And I found a um, what is it called when they have like they put like bugs or animals. In Okay. Like they're little. Right. I don't know what the word for that would be. I know what you're talking about. But I found one of those and I found 
two of those. I found one that was a little bad that I wanted really bad. And then I found one that details like the life cycle of a honeybee. And it had all the little stages of them and I wanted it so bad. And then we walked. Very nice. That was my self-care today. I found a candle holder at the at a vintage mall. But what I bought this for is look, it's got see, it's got the space for a taper for a smaller column and then for the bigger ones. So I can use it for all the different sizes of candles depending on depending on you know what spell i'm working at the moment it kind of looks like the like knobs it looks like they sawed the top off of it it kind of does a little bit right <laughs> i like it it looks really pretty like the color of the wood yeah the bottom of it says the sticker says that it's solid walnut so anybody knows anything about wood I know that walnut trees exist and I couldn't identify <laughs> it at all by just looking at the wood. So good to know. <laughs> well, we, we went to a bookstore and I got a new book. I left it downstairs, but it's called like Cackle or something. I think it's Cackle. And it's about like witches. It's like it details like the life cycle of witches through like the maiden, the mother and the crone. And oh. like fulfillment, like through themselves because of self fulfillment. But, <laughs> but <laughs> so I'm gonna start reading that. Very nice. Cool. Let me know how it is. I also. Uh, you cut book. out. I did. You also what? I said, I also finished another book on Audible called The Book of Boundaries. And it's so good. And what did we learn about boundaries? That you have to have them for your mental health. <laughs> yes. Bad thing. Dr. Faith also has an unfuck your boundaries that you can also get on Audible, by the way. I think I That's... have I, I really like the one that I just finished. It's by Melissa Urban, and she's Look a co-creator of Whole30, which I also really like. Um, but for her book, she gives like different levels of how you say it. She has like green, yellow, red boundary settings. So like green is like when you're like initially setting it and kind of like setting the groundwork and then yellow, like if they start trying to like push back and red is like, this is my firm boundary. And if you can't respect it, I'm out. Like I'm not dealing with it. And you can either accept it or leave. And so I really like that because it's easy for my Good. progress through those kind of things like that. So I really like I, it. I think examples are really helpful um, because those of us who weren't raised with healthy boundaries didn't have that modeling happening. And so we're just like, okay, I know I need boundaries, but how do we do this? <laughs> I was like a whole chapter devoted to setting boundaries with your family. Like if you were raised with no boundaries, she has a whole chapter dedicated to that. Why do you need a whole chapter when all you need to say is move and leave no forwarding address? Well, some people. I kid, I kid. You know. Although in some situations it is the best <laughs> option. That is true. That is true. <laughs> she has like a whole chapter and she was like, I could have just wrote a whole book on just setting boundaries with your family. You know? Absolutely. 
Maybe that's what she needs to do next. That would be great. Because she also puts in, like, people would write in on, like, her Instagram and say, like, I'm having problems with this. Or I can't seem to, like, set a boundary for this thing. And she would give them scripts for, like, nice. red boundaries. And then she, like, does that throughout the book for different things and talks about how it worked out for different people. So, I really liked that book a lot. If you can That's talk. good. I set a boundary last night and I, ups I think I upset someone. It happens. But that's okay. I don't care. <laughs> Boundaries are for you. The same, the same person who I've told the story about trying to save me um, was trying to get me to drink last night after I said no, I wasn't having any alcohol mm -hmm. because I've been having you know, more inflammation. And so with my autoimmune, like when I start getting that way, I get really intolerant to alcohol and it'll make me like hypertensive and a lot more pain. And so I just, so I just don't drink at those times. And I told him no. And he kept trying to push. I'm like, what the fuck is this high school? <laughs> and I told him, I said, you are a grown man. You can drink without everybody else in the room having to drink too. Just yeah. go have a seat and do your thing. Yeah. And, I, yeah. I had to set that boundary too. And it's like, I just don't really enjoy drinking that much. I only have like one glass of something, maybe like every couple of months. And people find that so weird. <laughs> like, I don't. I don't know why that's weird. That's you. I mean, that seems pretty typical of most people that I know. Listen. is you know just occasional and not much and it's not fun. moderation like why would i want to do something that's not fun for me and doesn't serve me any purpose okay so see i had this conversation the other day about beer okay because i hate beer i've never found a beer that i like i have ultimately come to the conclusion that it's the hops and i just really really hate the taste of hops but i have tried every type of beer there is i Corey, when she moved to Europe and, you know, tasted all these different types, she was convinced she could find one that I liked. So she would send us some, she would bring some, and I'm like, never found any I like. And so I don't even remember who it was I was having this conversation with, but they're like, it's an acquired taste. You just have to keep drinking. I'm like, but if I'm not enjoying it, yeah. why do I want to keep doing it? to acquire the taste like where's the upside that's like the people that push like whiskey and scotch and all that shit because they think you shouldn't like smirnoff and like fruity drinks i love me some fruity drinks Bro, the fruity drinks are bomb they taste good and they don't the, pro the primary way i get fruit in my diet is <laughs> frozen <laughs> margaritas i definitely had a sangria with all garden chips Oh, really? <laughs> you find that in. <laughs> but I had a bear. That's how I food intake. So. Although, you know, now that you mention it, wine snobbery is a thing. I do remember when I was still in the legal field, that was the thing, right? If you went to law firm events, it was always the, you had the fancy wine and you had to drink wine. Because if you didn't take a drink, if you, if you told them you didn't want to drink, then they would like assume you're an alcoholic that's like not drinking at all but i'm like no wine just tastes terrible yeah 
So I would take a glass of white wine because I tend to spill shit on myself. <laughs> and I didn't want to stain my clothes. So I would take white wine and just sip, take a couple sips out of it so you can see someone's gone, but it tastes horrible. And then I carry that around all night. So all right. nobody tries to get you another drink if you still have one in your hand. <laughs> I I went to a wedding a couple of like a few years ago, like pre-COVID. And they, like, made you get these, like, nasty, like, drinks that the groom and the bride had picked out. Like, that's everybody, what, that's what everybody was drinking. Yeah. And one of the drinks, like, pretty close to water. Like, it was mostly, like, clear. I don't remember. What, I think it was, like, a gin and tonic or something. Oh, but that's I, horrific. I can't drink that. I hate gin. So I've done with water and nobody asked it anything. So that's what I do. That works. Usually, and if there's an open bar, they almost always have like Sprite, right? Because they use that, because that's in a lot of drink recipes. So I'll just get like Sprite. Or if I'm drinking that night, it might be like Sprite and vodka. But that way it's clear liquid and nobody knows what's in it and they can mind their own business. <laughs> they smell Sprite and they're like, oh, it's just a mixed drink. Yes. Yes, it is. You don't need to know what it's mixed with. <laughs> yes i i am still my backwoods cheap self when she's a little bit of cheap vodka i am not i do not need expensive scotch is not my thing i like whiskey i also like cheap whiskey <laughs> right so whiskey's not bad I, I, I do like Jameson, but it's a little on the expensive side for me. I know there's people who listening who are going to listen to this and be like, what? I'm I'm a cheap bitch, okay? I like Crown. Like Crown, but it's delicious with some crisp Coke. I don't even like Coke. But that is the only that is the only um, legitimate purpose for Coke, honestly. <laughs> I, I agree. Also, I also found recipes where they mix the crown with like sweet tea. I can't do sweet tea though. That's my own trauma. But people mix it with unsweet tea too, but I am not an unsweet tea person. Last I can't time. do tea. I, I don't do tea. But, or I do like hot herbal teas, but just like cold black tea, I can't I can't do that. But that's my own trauma history. That's there's no speaking of tea. For I also found this like mushroom tea, not psychedelic mushrooms, plain regular mushrooms. <laughs> I mean, we could make arrangements for the other, but that's another issue altogether. They, they lobby for big farm companies to use like psychedelics and like do more research for it because they think there's a lot of health benefits for it. I'm sure there are. I've just never looked into it. I've never tried it because I'm scared. That's Same. <laughs> same like there's a lot of them that grow around here like they're not hard to find yeah. um i once opened a refrigerator and the entire refrigerator was full of them <laughs> um so there's a lot of them around um but yeah i'm afraid uh because one of my triggers is being feeling like it doesn't even have to be actually out of control, but feeling like I'm not in control is triggering for me. And so I'm afraid that I might get triggered and then like, what the fuck are you going to do? You have to wait on it to wear off. <laughs> yeah. Not, like go to sleep either because you're tripping balls. Like, right. And just, but the tea I found 
has like seven different kinds of like regular mushrooms in it and like cinnamon and um I don't remember. But it's so good. It's very Is it? Mm-hmm. And it has like a seventh of the caffeine of like coffee, like a cup of coffee, but it feels so much better. Like like what does it taste like? It tastes kind of like pie. Like hmm. a spicy when I was a kid, the old women around here used to pick wild mushrooms and make tea. Mm-hmm. I can't, for the life of me, remember what it tasted like. It tastes like the one that they have. It tastes like chai. Like it's like a spicy. Mm. Like, like it has cinnamon in it too, but it's like the combination of everything is like spicy chai, and I like it. Mm. It seems like I remember liking it. I should try it sometime. It's really good. I have the recipe around here somewhere. I like to drink it, like, in the morning, and I feel, like, pretty alert for most of the day. And it's called mud water, which is hilarious to me. Because it does kind of look like mud water. And, like, mm -hmm. cacao, cacao, cocoa, cacao, whatever in it. And so when, Oh, it like, does. Okay when you mix it like at the end like when you're done drinking it or whatever you can still see like the sediment at the bottom and they were like just pour in some more hot water and have a second cup i was like that's fair so and it tastes more chocolatey that time around so <laughs> i mix it with honey a sweetness it's so good kind of tend to recommend for self-care morning time i was gonna say so now you know guys don't forget your herbal teas can be self-care mushroom water and I mean, honestly, herbal teas can be medicinal too. Yeah, I I can't I can't go into that too deeply because there we would be here all night because there is a lot. But seriously, like, Google Google some of that. It's really interesting. I like sleepy time tea with like the grass and all of it. Okay, so there's one thing that a lot of people don't think about is that teas so the herbs that you buy it for like bath preparation right mm -hmm. is the same herbs that are in your tea <laughs> so if you don't have bath stuff but you're hurting or you've got swelling or something that you need and you've got those tea bags put them in the bathtub it helps there's a youtuber that i watch her name is sifia nygaard um pre-pandemic, she did a video where she went to Japan and went to one of their onsens, uh, a bathhouse, and they have mm -hmm. a tea baths mm -hmm. and, and like the hot springs and they have one that's like green tea and they had one that was some kind of blend of like other herbs. Um, and she was like raved about it. She was like, I feel so refreshed and my skin feels nice and I feel great and I feel relaxed. Yep. <laughs> It's it's good. Um, I think people have gotten so used to going to the store and buying things that they just buy things for what's on the you know what it's labeled the use it's labeled for and don't think about the fact that you know it's really the same. You can use it for many applications. You know, somehow in the last couple generations we've lost that. You know, I think a lot of it is like. I, like you said, I think it's like a lot of like the prepackaged stuff. Like nobody knows how to do anything from scratch anymore, really. And I think when COVID hit, that's why everybody had so much fun making bread. 
Because they finally realized they could make their own bread. <laughs> People don't usually have like like pantry like staples unless like they have like kids, I guess. Figure mm -hmm. out how to like you use everything for whatever. But like me as a single person, I never really had a bunch of like pantry staples. I always really? had, like prepackaged stuff because I didn't want to take the time to like cook and like make things. Like like I ever really had was like rice and beans and I have now like all the pantry staples because I've been cooking for myself and eating like whole foods more mm -hmm. so I am trying to force myself to see cooking and doing that as self-care also well even if you don't feel like the cooking part is remember that eating better nourishing your body in a healthier way is self-care and reducing the processed food because <laughs> some of that stuff is not actually food i'm telling you um <laughs> food adjacent <laughs> i was talking to one of my friends yesterday and she was taught like we both worked at um a center for like autistic children and mm -hmm. one of his parents would buy him like two full meals at mcdonald's every day just for the center and he would eat them in like 30 minutes um, and like, I know like a part of autism is like having a routine and like you mm -hmm. stick to your routine, you love your routine because it's familiar and comfortable. And that is a huge part of it. But his doctor told his parents that he can no longer have McDonald's because it's messing with his body and like his medications and stuff. And mm -hmm. he's been losing it. Like behaviors, he had 300 aggressions in like an hour. Wow. <laughs> have mcdonald's and i was like i like people are legitimately like addicted to it like it is hard to let go of like the processed food because it has like so much sugar in it and other well and i think that something like that is is complicated right because it's not technically an addiction so we think we should be able to just lay it down but there's people that food acts on the reward center of our brain like it gives us that reward you know that rewarding feeling and then especially if it's food we have some sort of emo you know good emotional attachment to you know like there's certain foods i find you know or drinks that i find nostalgic or you know whatever some things that make us feel good our comfort foods that makes it even more complicated to let go of like in my household like we use like baked goods and sweets and stuff as like a treat for the end of the day as like quote unquote self-care for like if our day was bad we have like a treat for ourselves to make ourselves or mm -hmm. if we have a good day we use it as a reward for having a good day and so now my brain right i know my grandmother was um and she would tell you if you were upset or you had a she it was always baking cookies were her favorite but there was always some sort of sweet and she's like because it helps you feel better and I'm like thanks for that unhealthy relationship with food I appreciate it so much same and then her son my uncle he and he loved chocolate he loves chocolate as much as I do and so he taught me very early one more won't hurt 
I remember he gave me like 15 pieces of fudge. My mother told me I could have one. Like throughout the day, he gave me like 15 pieces. And every time he gave it to me, it was like one more won't hurt. To this day, I still hear his his voice <laughs> in my head when I can't stop eating the fucking M&Ms, you know? And this is, or, or I, I love Oreos and I really like the Oreos with the chocolate cream. Mm-hmm. I have to, I seriously, like, I will leave them in the car and lock them out there because if they are in the house, I'm going to one more won't hurt until the whole thing is gone. <laughs> Same. We went to Olive Garden and gave us Andy's mints and I've eaten, they gave us like a handful. I've eaten so many. I love those. <laughs> They're so good. Don't forget to like and subscribe to the channel. And if you want to make sure you don't miss any of the uploads, be sure to turn on those notifications so you uh, you will know as soon as those go up. Um, also, like us on social media at Hypoxia Podcast, or uh, the easiest way is to go to our website, hypoxia.com. That's H-O-P-O-K-S-I-A.com. And the links to all the socials and all the podcast feeds are right there. And we just want to thank you all for sharing your time with us, hanging out with us, and we hope to um, spend more time with you in the future.